If I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go I can take you places you ain't never been before Baby, take a chance or you'll never ever know I got money in my hands that I'd really like to blow uh, On you, chilling by the fire while we're eating fondue I don't know about me, but I know about you So say hello to Falsetto in 3, 2, sweat. I like to be everything you want Girl, let me talk to you If I was your boyfriend Never let you go Keep you on my arm, girl Never be alone I can be a gentleman Anything you want If I was your boyfriend Never let you go Never let Tell me what you like, yeah, tell me what you don't I can be a buzz of light, yeah, fly across the globe I don't ever wanna fight, you already know I'ma make you shine bright like you land in snow, yeah Girlfriend, girlfriend, you can be my girlfriend You can be my girlfriend, till the, till the world ends Make you dance, do a spin, do a twirl And voice going crazy on this hook like a whirlwind sway I like to be everything you want Girl, let me talk to you, let me talk to you. Na na na, na na na, na na na, yeah. Na na na, 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 na na na. If I was your boyfriend, never let you go. Hey, hey, hey! Good morning! I always say that, I always say good morning when it's not morning for whoever's listening. Man, I, I sent a message to uh, the person in Kenya who's in charge of the of the workaway village that I'm going to stay at next summer. I said, good morning! Knowing damn well it's probably afternoon over there. But, uh, alright, welcome to the Not Necessarily Podcast. Once again, it's on. Once again, it's on. This is the not too cool for school episode. I'm gonna be talking about school because I'm I'm back in it. I'm living the dream. Like I'm back in school. I'm going to Essex County College. I feel great. I feel like I get a second chance at life. I feel like I'm doing high school all over again. I'm surrounded by hot girls and constantly talking to them and um get to learn something at the same time. Like, you know, it's just a perfect, you know, it's, it's wonderful. I've never been better. These days, people slap me with the magic question. I literally have never been better. I went this whole last week being plant-based. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, last night I had a cheat day. But what can you do? Life's ups and downs. (laughs) So, the poem. Oh, and uh, Justin Bieber. I mean, you know, I love Justin Bieber. You know, if I was, you know... In high school, I definitely liked Justin Bieber, uh, music, and Taylor Swift, and, you know, things like that. I just like what I like. I like anything that sounds good. That's a fact. So people would make fun of me for liking Justin Bieber. I was, like, 10. No, I was in 10th grade, 15 years old, when I first heard him. I saw so One Less Lonely Girl on uh, on MTV or something. And I was like, this kid's a gay kid. What the fuck? And then, like, I guess I listened to one time, and I was like, oh, shit, this shit bumps. Like, this this, this music is lit, and his voice is, like, dope. <laughs> it's, like, you know, unique and, you know, pretty high, but fly. And then, you know, I just liked his album, and then was a fan ever since. I would be singing his songs and shit. Oh, pardon me. Pardon me. Oh, I'm just waking up. 
Um, so the poem I wrote, Pick Up the Pen. It's called Pick Up the Pen. After making enough cold brew to fill up a pool, apparently I'm not too cool for school. Back in the days of girls rule, boys drool, me and my biology teacher would have a duel. My Spanish teacher would use her privilege to spin lies to the class. Hugo Chavez was a cynic, but to stand up to her, I was too timid. To express myself today, I'll picture that image. So now that things are different, and I know that I'm gifted, and I know one day that the burden will be lifted of a bad relationship between parent and children, I apologize for being the worst son in existence. Seven years working since I last picked up a pen and a notepad quiet while I sit in a desk. I've learned to have a reason to stick with my friends and to not pay attention to the bullshit in the end. <sighs> now I used to get in fights with a lot of my teachers. My biology teacher, definitely. Mr. Dannenhauer. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say names. <laughs> Whatever. Listen, you know. It was in a sophomore year in high school. I would just have, I would just take some tests, and then it'd be like a question on the test that made no sense to me. It just was like something about energy and work, and now it would be two, two, it would be multiple choice question with two right answers, and I just goes after after class, just take the the test and show him the question, and be like, "What's up with this? There's literally two answers here. They're both correct." And then he's like, "Oh, we'll choose the better of the two. and then I would throw fit. I don't know what the reasoning is behind this, but I mean, made perfect sense to me at the time. But you know, I never really saw teachers as just as as human, just like me. I know it sounds crazy. It's the fact. I never saw teachers as people with you know I me mean? one tongue, two lungs, you know, a working heart, ten toes, ten fingers, and you know, thoughts and feelings, emotions trauma a, a past a future a present just like me just like me what's the difference you know never really saw never really noticed that there was no difference between us us humans but but it is what it is like you know that's how i grew up i never really saw there's point of view so now I'm trying now I'm a completely different person in the past seven years I would I would uh I've learned to you know have much empathy I guess that's the difference between sympathy and empathy sympathy is when you just you know feel sorry for a person from your point of view you look at them through your own eyes like oh if I was in that situation I would I would feel something but empathy is looking at things through their point of view and saying I see I see what you see and I feel how you feel you know, so I've learned to have empathy, and now I see teachers as complete humans, you know, I see when they do something, when they might say a rude comment, I see why they said it, I see the implications, and all that, um, I tried to at least, uh, my first week I had, I had a fuck up, <laughs> one of my teachers, you know, kind of was disrespectful to me in the middle of class, and I lost my cool, I let my ego take the steering wheel, and then we had like a screaming match in the middle of class. That was not good. That was not good. That brought trauma to me. I don't like it when, when uh, people who are in power abuse their power, you know, even if it's just a teacher of some students. Like, even on a small scale like that, that just, it hits my soul. It ticks me off. It, you know, makes me feel very uncomfortable. Like, like um, if I was in power, I wouldn't abuse it, but... That's not how it is, so I just got to accept it. Uh, and refereeing, soccer refereeing, I'm, that's like the best thing I do on this planet. Um, best thing I'm capable of, refereeing soccer. I've done all different ages, you know, babies to 63-year-old old ladies. <laughs> not, not just kidding, <laughs> no old ladies, <laughs> but old men. And it's uh, had some crazy experiences. People in power, like the referee assigners or the top referee, would always abuse it and talking, talking, um, talk disrespectfully to you, old people. You know, I probably went over this. I had bad experiences with old people, but people in power tend to abuse it. If they can get away with something, they're gonna try to. <laughs> That's been my experience. So, teachers, same thing. Like they would be in front of a class. 
and and notice that students are kind of powerless they just you know they have to learn they have to get their high school diploma and they're probably not gonna you know uh, have much power if there's a disagreement the teacher has the power so either they would um you know not like something that you said and diss you in front of the whole class or either they would take their opinion uh and just and when that happens when the teacher disses me in front of the whole class it's like it's like uh my my most natural reaction is to diss them back times 10 in front of the class you know what i mean and then it's like oh it's like i'm forcing them to give me a bad grade <laughs> like what well, they're only human like if they, at that point once their ego is bruised no, they're liable to do anything, anything in their power, anything that they can and want to do, anything that they can and can get away, and they and can get away with, they're gonna do. So, you know, it's like, come on, Fernando, you could you could do better than that. You're better than that. You're smarter than that. Don't forget that there's power dynamics in every 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 situation in life. Every relationship has a power dynamic. It could be the most innocent of friends. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, there's a power dynamic. You know, my one of my best friends on the whole planet, as I spoke <laughs> about in previous episodes, me and Elizabeth. You know, I, before I would think that oh, there's no power dynamic in, in the most innocent of relationships. I mean, that's in the utopia, that's in the false world. But in the real world, there's there's power dynamics in every relationship, even with that one, even with the relationship of me and Elizabeth. I don't know exactly what the power dynamic is, but make no mistake, there is. And that's just life. That's just life. We're humans, you know. Uh, In the 48 Laws of Power, that's like my uh, Bible. That's like my go-to. I remember it says something like the nature of doing something for somebody else. Just the... Just the style, just the, the, the basic principle of giving something to someone is implied that you're expecting something back. This is something, when <laughs> I read that, I said, wow, that is true. No matter how much we want to uh, not think that, no matter how much we want to say, oh, no, but I just do things out of love, out of lo-. like, yeah, that's what we think on the conscious, but on the subconscious and on just the nature of us existing, like, there's a power dynamic there. We do something for someone else in hopes not not even that we get something immediately or get something 10 years down the line from that same person. It could just be a karma thing. Some people believe in karma. Some people believe in doing things for others and it eventually will come back to you. That's the nature. You do things because you want something back. It could just be that you want to feel good for doing something. That's That's technically getting something back. So... I think I got sidetracked. <laughs> Basically, what I'm trying to say is that there's power dynamics. And I got to deal with it. Like, you know, there's a, uh, I want my degree. That's all I want. So, and nothing's going to stand in my way at this point. I'm, I've been through a lot and it's been, it's been seven years since I dropped out of school. Seven years since I dropped out of uh, Rutgers, New Brunswick, studying mechanical engineering. And, uh, yeah, I'm finally back at it. I, I'm living the dream because, I say I'm living the dream because it's like uh, I would always have this recurring dream. You know how you have, like, the same dream now and then of of something traumatic? Like, it could be, I always have this dream, for example, of, like, punching something trying to reach trying to connect with somebody like trying to punch someone's face and it just doesn't reach my arm's not long enough or i miss it's like i can't i just can't seem to get it left or right i miss <laughs> and and uh, i just wake up like what the fuck you know and uh thing is i always have this dream of being able to do high school over again so high school was a tough time for me very traumatic very like uh you know de- yeah, with suppressed memories and stuff you know just didn't have social skills in high school i feel like I, if i i always have the recurring dream of just 
being in high school as an older person, being around, you know, all the high schoolers and them looking at me like, oh, you're a little older. Why are you doing it again? Oh, because, you know, these certain special circumstances, I get to do it again. Or, or because, oh, I was just late in learning. Oh, this is something, a simple reason in my dream, like a simple comeback. And then everyone's like, oh, okay, very accepting. And then I just continue studying. And that's how my dreams usually go. And then I'm surrounded by girls again. And I'm surrounded by peers again. And it's just... It just makes me think like, wow, as an adult, it's so hard to meet people. It's so hard to be around peers, you know, especially if all you're doing is working. You're just surrounded by your co-workers, you know, and, uh, you know, even if your co-workers are lovely people, lovely ladies at work, you know, you can't really talk to. I mean, you can, but it's a little, co- it's a little more complicated. And, and then you might come off desperate because there's, if there's, there might not be that many and then, you, you get too focused on, I, I'm, let me speak for myself, then I would get too focused on talking to one girl at work, and then that could end up tragic, and that could end up really bad, so it's, uh, you know, talking to people at work, even trying to make friends with people at work is complicated, people don't even care, people are there just to get their money, you know, and I'm surrounded by lovely ladies who I'm supposed to be flirting with, like, that's the whole point, you know, there's really, you know, I'm surrounded, and everyone's an adult, they could be 18, you know, 17 is the age of consent in New Jersey, but even, even, there's like probably some 17 year olds sprinkled here and there, but everyone's 18, so there's something I don't even have to worry about, you know, so I'm just free, I'm just free to talk to every and every single girl shoot my shot at every single girl and it makes me feel that abundance makes me feel like wow if i fuck up with one girl i could just talk to the next girl you know so it makes me feel more secure more confident and 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 just come off more attractive this is basic attraction that i study you know uh Definitely having an abundance mentality, having a, a secure, it just adds to your confidence and attractiveness as a male. That's, that's, that's as far as I know, as far as, I've, as far as what I've studied, you know, it's like uh, if you're walking in a desert and you see a, a table uh, in the middle of the desert with like two glasses of water, you're going to be completely focused on that table. But if you're in the same desert and there's like a waterfall that you see uh, over there but before the waterfall there's a table and before that there's like you know people squirting water in their face and before that there's a little little pond that you could drink from it's like oh i don't have much to worry about like you know there's a waterfall at the end (laughs) no pun intended uh uh, that's not a pun but you know what i mean like the waterfall that's funny um so that's what it is. I have an abundance mentality now. I'm getting there at least, you know. I even definitely started talking to a lovely lady. It's It feels good to have good company. And uh, I'm just not worried about much. And the only thing I'm worried about is getting good grades. And it's a little exciting, but it's just like a challenge I can overcome, definitely. You know, these classes are cake. Like, all I got to do is take quizzes and stuff. I'm about to take my first psychology quiz. It's online. I don't even need to buy textbooks. I got the whole shit paid for by financial aid and there's like programs that paid for the rest of it. I thought I owed $200 and recently I got an email saying, oh, we've a COVID relief fund paid for the rest of your shit. I said, oh, that's lit. You know, I just, you know, this pandemic has forced me to like jump off the edge of the cliff. Like it's forced me to the edge, brought me to the edge and tossed me off. So a lot of shit I don't really care about and taking risks is like every single, it's like an everyday thing for me. You know, I could have just been like, oh, college, I don't know if I can afford it, like this and that, like, I don't know who's going to pay for it, I don't know how it's going to work, I'm houseless, like, where am I going to live, like, how am I going to shower, everyone's going to tell me I smell, and uh, it's going to be traumatic, and, you know, teachers, you're going to hate them, you never get, like, all the, every reason is telling me, is trying to, Whew, I could think of a million things that's trying to hold me back. A million people, a million situations. That's just in my mind is like a million reasons not to go to school. <laughs> but but I, who gives a fuck? It's my new mantra. Just do it. Just risk it. You know, I could think of a million reasons not to travel to Kenya next summer. 
<laughs> I was just researching it and it said something like, uh, oh, there's a lot of violence, a lot of kidnapping, travel advisory, and you need the ye uh, yellow fever vaccination and you got to get tested 90 hours before you step in the country. If not, then this, you know, I just don't know, like a lot of things, but a lot of uh, risky things with traveling, but it's the motherland. I want to step on the motherland. I want to go to Kenya. Definitely. There's like a soccer program, a work away. That's like something similar to Woof, where you just go and exchange your work and live on a farm or a village or some sort of ranch uh, and just work in exchange for a place to stay in food. And uh, man, hopefully I get to see like the safari or the Serengeti or some, some shit like that. Kenya, Tanzania, and Uganda, they're like a trio of East African countries. They're all in the same similar area. Lake Victoria is like paradise. You can go swimming in there. Animals and stuff. The only thing I'm I'm not looking forward to is the mosquitoes. Apparently, like, talk about, you know, always in the description is like, yes, there's a mosquito net in the hammock. And I'm like, oh, shit, mosquito net. Like, that's just, that's a real thing. Like, I guess that's very necessary in different parts of the world. Like, you know, a, a lot of times when I sleep in my tent, sleep in the park, sleep on a bench, sleep in my car, train station, wherever the fuck I'd be sleeping at, there's like mosquitoes that <laughs> attack my legs. Like, I hate mosquitoes. Those fucking things like they, oh, man, I would scratch my legs till they bleed sometimes. And, I, you know, wake up in the middle of the night, scratch the shit out of my legs. And then I recently I just started putting a sweater on backwards, like a, take a sweater, stick my legs through the arms of the sweater. Kind of works. Or I just step in my sleeping bag, you know. But if I use my tent, there's like a mosquito net. That's dope. But, yeah, it's the only thing I'm not looking forward to in my travels next summer. But... Yeah, that's the only thing I'm focused on is school and traveling. So from now on, every summer it's looking like four months. I'm just going to disappear off the face of the earth. <sighs> or at least the country. <laughs> I'm leaving the country. I'm living in a different place. You know, I'm traveling. Um, that's what, I mean, that's essential human experience in my opinion, traveling. Not everybody gets to do it. You know, not everybody has the privilege, uh, the luck, the circumstance to travel, but I do, and I need to because human and social services is what I'm studying in Essex County College, and I know damn well that <laughs> yeah, I know damn well that I'm not gonna. I'm, there's gonna be things that I need to know, that I need to learn, life experience essential that I need to have before I get into some sort of career to uh, of helping people. It's like, I'm not there yet, you know? It's like, I'm really not there yet. It's as if I was studying uh, uh, journalism communications, but I wasn't able to to uh to communicate <laughs> a lot of that's a lot of students like yes i'm studying um you know um uh mechanical engineering and yet they don't know like something about mechanic that's a bad example i don't really know what the fuck mechanical engineers do <laughs> definitely don't that was my major in Rutgers, new brunswick mechanical engineering so i still don't know obviously you could tell that uh, you could tell why i dropped the fuck out um but like for example that's like having a communications major and and but then you're not really you're being a shy person you don't really communicate you don't really know you, you don't even keep a journal you don't even like listen to the news you know someone asks you oh so who's your favorite uh, uh commentator and you're like what <laughs> so it's like uh you just heard something it's not really your passion you know may it could be it could be but it's not really your passion, you know, you could have just heard a journalism somewhere, you could have just seen someone on TV and thought they were pretty and said, I want to be like that, just a momentary thought and all of a sudden you're going to college for it, you know, but me, it's a little bit more than that, I express myself often and over the past few years I've been through some struggle and I've found, you know, myself as corny as it sounds and uh, I feel like I just want to help people, you know, that genuinely. And um, human and social services sounds cool, and I. But but at the end of the day, I want to be the best. I want to be the best. I want to do my best. In order to do my best, there's skills that I need. For example, uh, I started volunteer soccer coaching the other day in the park, and uh, 
And uh, there was this lovely lady. She was with the uh, three-year-old. They, they threw me with the youngest kids because I was a newcomer. Like, whatever, you know, nobody, a lot of people don't like to deal with the younger kids because they cry and they run in the opposite direction. They don't listen, you know what I mean? They, they have brains haven't developed yet. I'm not, I'm not dissing three-year-olds. <laughs> but um, that's just how it is, you know? They toss me with the three-year-olds. And I'm so having a lot of fun. I'm, like, talking to them. I'm getting out of my box. It's very uncomfortable but very exciting and very fun. And I'm just like... Like, you know, this is soccer. Like, let's have, let's do it. And, oh, go, go, go. Yeah, good job. Good goal. A high five, you know, I'm shaking hands. I'm getting on their level, getting on my knees, looking in their eyes. This is so cute. Those little kids, like, you know what I mean? They're having so, so much fun, so much, you know, excitement. And then, but some of them, they just cry. They just can't stop crying. And then they start running away. And even with the running in the opposite direction, like, that's cool. I just tell, oh, no, go to the other goal. Go to the other goal. And then they, you know, sometimes listen, sometimes don't. But some kids just run away. They don't want to play or they start crying or they stand still and look uncomfortable. So I would go, I would kneel to them and say, what's wrong? What's wrong? Do you, do you want to play? Let's go. Let's go. Try to be happy. And then like, they don't even look me in the eye. The kids, they don't trust me. They won't just give their trust to anybody. They literally just look away as, as I talk to them. And then uh, basically what happened was I saw a lovely lady who was... Um, doing a lot better like she was she had skills she would go to the the group of kids afterwards when everything was done okay everybody let me get your attention everybody put your finger on your nose <laughs> everybody kneel down oh the first one to put to to say to be quiet get the ice cream you know just whatever whatever she said i don't remember exactly what she said she definitely did the put your finger on your nose and i was like i don't have those skills like that's weird to me but it works for her. I need to learn my own style. I need to take a leaf out of her book. I need to do something like that. So, I mean, that's why I'm going to Kenya too. The, the opportunity there was coaching soccer, coaching youth and helping the villages and doing uh, projects for the poor and things like that. So among them, I was like, soccer, coaching young kids in Africa. I mean, shit, that's what the fuck I'm about about it. I'm, just, I'm all about Let's do it. I need to gain all that experience. I need to have all that fun. You know, I'm come back and I'm a fucking soccer coach. And, uh, you know, I'm comfortable around children. Like, even, I love children. I'm comfortable around children. I refereed soccer of all ages. Like I said, I love, you know, being the role model. I love teaching children. I understand, like, that they have different attention spans. And they just want to have fun. And that they have emotions, too. They just want to express them. And a lot of times they're neglected. I know how to uplift people in general. So, I mean, children are the most important. The youth, there's nothing more important than the youth. They're the ones that come after us. They're the next generation. They're the future. So, that's what it is. Um, yeah, speaking of the youth, definitely uh, I wasn't cool with my teachers growing up. I had fights with a lot of them for similar reasons, as I already mentioned about the teaching thing. But even just like arguing and asking questions in uh, in class, you know, I would always be the one standing up, a lot of energy, hand in the air, like, oh, you know, you know, I, everyone would be sitting down and I'd be standing up. I don't know what it was. I think it was attention, like I needed attention growing up. But it definitely hurt my grades to be in bad terms with all the teachers. You know, even though I was a smart kid, I did all my homework and stuff. It, I could have did better, but looking back on it, grades are not even that important. Like, it was more about it, it, the thing I could have put more attention to were things that mattered, like social skills, like girls, like uh, attraction, human attraction, financial literacy, especially in high school as I grow older, you know, as a, as a big teenager, uh, my future, what am I going to do with my life, like uh, practicalities, like, oh, sh I should get a job after school, like, and getting a job, I need a social, I need life skills. Um, just, you know, expressing myself more. That's the things I should have focused on in high school. And I'm so happy that I get a second chance at it. Like, I'm a grown-ass adult. But I feel like a kid again. I feel like I'm in school. I'm, like, meeting with the girl to go on a date. And I'm um, fucking, you know, talking to kids after school. No rules. Like, no pressure, no no uncomfortability, just just freedom. Just, like, I could do 
I could come off like a creep. I could I could fuck up in this situation. I could talk to this girl and say, you're pretty hot. Like, do you want to go out? And she'd be like, ew. And nothing's going to happen. It's okay. It's fine. I'm supposed to do that. It's like freedom. But, uh, yeah. Totally. Grades are not that important looking back. I'm like, you know, so what if I got 133 on that one physics exam and I, you know, got the highest grade? Who gives a fuck? You know, I, I should have focused on things that they don't teach. And that's why I'm disappearing off the face of the earth, you know, because I need to learn these things. Things that they don't teach in school that it seems like they don't want me to know. That's also why I'm taking African-American history now. Even though I'm not African-American, I'm not black. I have African ancestry, but that term black, especially and used in a context of, of, of United States, I'm not, I didn't grow up with that experience. I grew up with my parents saying, Maria, hombre. like that's how I grew up. So I'm Colombian. That's for how, you know, if you look at a surface level, I'm not black. I grew up with my parents making pan de quesos on Christmas. I grew up fucking, you know, speaking Spanish, my first language. And, um, you know what I mean? So, even though I'm not African-American, I still feel like I have Afri African ancestry. I'm probably an Afro-Latino. And, uh, well, I definitely grew up with hip-hop culture. That's a fact. I grew up around black people in soccer and stuff and in class and stuff at school and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, I don't know. Definitely, I, I fuck with African-American culture. I'm immersed in it. I live in Newark. Um... So I had to put in my two cents when it came my turn to talk in, in African-American history. <laughs> I was like, uh, I think everyone, yeah, it's really cool class. Like everyone, it's very, I love the classes when people get to express themselves, you know. So this one and my social problems class are ones where it's like everyone's encouraged to talk and express themselves. And everyone's given the space. It's just like the teacher has a head on their shoulders and understands like, you know, Give people the chance to express themselves, to really get their point across. Even if they don't make make sense some of the time, it doesn't matter. Everyone gets, needs to be treated equally. I love those teachers, you know. And I was sitting next to a student who was talking trash about the African-American history, te uh, history teacher. Like, oh, he never stops talking. Oh, he's the dummy. I'm like, and I was just put off by that. Like, get the fuck out of here. This guy is very smart, like very nice, you know. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't get it and get it, but whatever get that negativity the fuck out of here so like when it came my turn to talk i basically said that you know and growing up in egg harbor township land of peaches and ice cream rainbows and butterflies fucking what does that sound like egg harbor township south jersey it's just you know sounds like a rich suburban place and it is that's where i grew up and you know they don't teach black history to pro <laughs> you know flash news like you know tell me something i don't know obviously in the american school system it's whitewashed and uh they teach you what they f what the government wants you to fucking know and uh for example jesse owens that's what i talked about that's how that's how i that's what i mentioned during when it came my turn to talk like i'm in this class because you know i don't know a lot of things that i feel like i should know a lot of history that uh, was not taught to me because you know on history is important like to, to understand yourself you could look at your history it helps having a context you ha helps you know where you're going with your future so you know obviously history is important so but a lot of history they did not teach us for example Jesse Owens I didn't know who this person was till I researched them on my own Jesse Owens, there's parks named after him in Newark and he's an important kid like very important like hero and during World War II, like, he went to the Olympics in Germany. And uh, was it in Germany? I'm not sure where the Olympics was in, in the World War II. But the Germans, they won, like, all the golds. And he was the only non-German who won a gold in the track as far as the running. And he, like, you know, left all the other people in the dust. American kid, Jesse Owens, black kid. And he went home to the United States, did not meet with the president. You know, did not get any recognition whatsoever. Jesse Owens. And he blew all the other kids out the water. And it's just disappointing. He's like a hero. And uh, I didn't know who he was. And it's just an embarrassing American story. So why? It's like the government's like, why would we teach children that? That's embarrassing. <laughs> That's really uh, uh, disappointing, embarrassing, and fucking ridiculous. So...
a lot of like uh, I'm sure there's massacres that there's like a a massacre that happened I'm not exactly sure when but when I saw that too I was like oh of course they didn't teach me this in high school why would they the government doesn't want me to know about their fuck ups you know but to educate myself knowledge is power when, you know once I know once I know a lot more about black history you know I, I will have you know, good. Uh, I'll have a stronger direction of where I'm going. Knowledge is power. Like the more you know, knowledge is everything. That's what they preach. So all the teachers preach in school these days, and that's a fact. You know, but <laughs> yeah, definitely, uh, teachers preach some bullshit too. Like I remember in high school, my Senora Orego, another name, whatever. <laughs> Senora Orego. She was a Spanish teacher. She would um. Basically, just say, oh, you know, she would talk about politics in the middle of class. Like, it's ridiculous. She would just state her own opinion and say that it's a fact. Just like, you know, makes me sick, to be honest. Um, get in the middle, get up in the middle of class and just like, yeah, yeah. So in Colombia, the president is like, you know, an angel. He's like, blah, blah, blah. And he gets along with the United States. And then in Venezuela, like, they, they're like communists. They, they use their own resources and they don't like America. And they, you know, have like, you know, their own thing going on. And the Hugo Chavez, he's like the devil. <laughs> so... Oh, man, I remember that. She put her horns on top of her head, like her fingers, and was like, that devil. And I'm like, I just remember feeling mad, uncomfortable, but also confused, like genuinely confused. I didn't know what was going on. Like, I thought Hugo Chavez was a hero. He, he you know, uses Venezuela's resources and takes control of, of his own country's resources, as you fucking should, instead of just giving it all away and being buddy-buddy with the empire, with the, with the empire uh, empire's ruler, you know what I mean? The, this new empire that's going on, the United States imperialism. So instead of just giving in and giving all your, you know, oil, Venezuela has a lot of oil. And, uh, you know, everyone knows that Hugo Chavez, you know, took control of his country's resources, you know, a, a few socialist policies and stuff like that that people don't like and stuff. But um, to say he's the devil, I thought he was Robin Hood. I thought, you know, he just fought for the poor people, you know. That's what at least my father told me. My father loved Hugo Chavez and, you know, you could research, you know, things and you just, you know, easily find out on your own. But he had, he was a revolutionary, you know, similar to, um, who's that guy, uh, Fidel Castro. Not as, not as extreme, not as like hiding out in the jungles, you know, with guns and stuff. Revolutionary or like, uh, or like, um, damn, what's, what's the, the most popular, uh, Che Guevara, kind of not like him either but but Hugo Chavez was you know a solid dude you know uh as far as I knew had his own thing going and you know you, you know you could have your opinion on him like everyone has their opinion on him when he passed away you know people were you know I think Barack Obama said some positive words about him and then people jumped on his ass and was like oh but Hugo Chavez is like he's a controversial figure as as you should be if, if you're the president of a country you know doing things, doing what you believe in, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a controversial figure, people, I have haters, I have people that love me, people that hate me, anybody that's doing something with their life is gonna have haters, you know, everyone has their own opinion, and you know, that's cool to share it and all, but if you're the teacher of a class in college that people pay for, well, this was in high school I'm talking about, but yeah, you get paid to do your... You get paid to teach a fucking language. How hard can it be to just be objective? You know, everyone's going to express their opinion at, at times. That's cool. That's cool. You could express your opinion, but you're, you're in front of a class. You, you have power. You, you can influence, you know? Can't you just put a chill on it for a second? Like, you could say... You could at least frame it and say, you know, in my political opinion, this is that. Anyone else have a political opinion? Like, we weren't treated as, as full adults yet understandably so but i just don't like i just still disagree with that behavior that behavior of of i'm the teacher i'm gonna express my opinion and it's a fact and uh, no one else is gonna get a chance to express themselves well maybe i'll be a teacher someday and do it differently you know not just that i had a history teacher i'm not gonna say his name whatever skip the name <laughs> um he was i remember talking about communism and socialism and capitalism and then he just basically said yeah communism is the worst like socialism is the worst they just don't work 
ideologically, theoretically. That's what he said in front of the class. And capitalism is the best. He said capitalism is the best. It's the only way. And, and it's the only way to keep the, the flow going of goods and services and money and this and that. And uh, I mean, exactly the way I just said it is what he said in front of the class. As a teacher, <laughs> it's just so ridiculous looking back at it. That's kind of embarrassing. Like, where did you get your fucking degree from? You know? I mean, as a teacher, you're supposed to present. I, I think you should present all sides. Like, you should just say what communism is and let the children decide what they like, what they don't like. I remember people calling me a communist because I had stood up to him in the middle of class. Like, excuse me, uh, I don't think you're presenting the full picture. Like, I don't think that's right, what you said. Capitalism is, is terrible. I thought capitalism was terrible. Like, there's really poor people, no? Because of capitalism. And uh, I guess he just wasn't having it. It's like, uh, and then he just said something condescending to me, and then all the students ganged up on me. Oh, Fernando, you're a communist! Ha ha ha! And I'm like, all right, I guess I am. You know, that was around the time when I started to, you know, get some confidence in myself. You know, I guess in high school. But yeah, I always felt confident in class, though. I always felt like attention-seeking. Like, oh, this is fun. Like people and people react to what I say. Like, let me, you know, I feel good now. So I was kind of loud in class and people would call me communist. I'm like, oh, whatever, you know, whatever you want. But as far as I know, like, this is not it. You know, this is not, it's not the way he's saying it. And I was kind of loud in the classroom, not shy. Definitely, definitely not shy growing up. You know, I remember I had an interview with Mike Turner. Uh, shout out Mike Turner. He has like uh, some Instagram stuff. He posted an interview with me, 20 minutes and uh, 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 basically, he was like, so you were shy growing up is what you say. I'm like, shy is an interesting word. <laughs> shy is, I was not shy. On the soccer field, I was the loudest one. In the classroom, I was the loudest one. Definitely. Like, looking back, this is a fact, you know. I was basically, like, always talking. But, like, when it came to one-on-one -on -one interactions, when it came to building friendships, when it came to not being lonely... Uh, when it came to just, you know, connecting with other people, peers, teachers, it just was not working. I just didn't know how to, you know. But, yeah, on the soccer teams, I was, I was the loudest one. But I also had, like, a weird energy. People tended to stay away from me. That's the thing. Like, I guess after class, they were like, oh, what the fuck was he, all, was he on during class? <laughs> so I had, like, a weird energy, you know. I didn't have the social skills to make deep connections. No close, meaningful friendship relationships. Definitely no relationships. Definitely no girlfriend. That was like the farthest thing. Like I, I never imagined, never even thought of myself as in the same bracket. Like, you know how you go to a movie and you see like fucking, you know, superheroes throwing spider webs and jumping and lifting up buildings and, you know, hit, uh, the killing aliens and stuff. You don't apply that to your own life, do you? You're not like, oh, the next day you're not like, yeah, I can kill aliens, you know what I mean? So it was like, um, it was like me looking at other kids kissing girls in the middle of the hallway as like, as like different from me. Like, huh, look at that. It's like superhero. Wow, that's cool. That's interesting. That guy is like so charismatic and like a superhero. Like, wow, that's like, it's just good for admiration. Like, I would just admire it. And then just not really relate it to myself, not really think that I could do that, you know? Definitely. <laughs> Isn't that some shit? So, definitely, I never thought of myself of being able to have a girlfriend, uh, having the skills to do it, nothing like that. Uh, and then, like, yeah, a couple meaningful relationships, definitely a couple. I had a friend... Um, Throughout high school, we played ping pong together, Chinese kid. We would study together and stuff, watch movies and stuff. I would go to his house, and we'd hang out. And then I believe <laughs> that relationship ended suddenly when in, in senior year, I think we did, like, a project together. And uh, I had paid for, like, uh, $28 for, like, some, some supplies and stuff that he needed that I did not need. He, him and his friend were doing a project and I happened to be driving to the place, to the store. This was in senior year, almost almost graduating, I guess. And then what happened was I was like, yeah, yeah, so you're gonna pay me back, right? Like I just went out of my way and paid 30 bucks for, this, for these supplies and stuff. And then he was like, no, I ain't paying you back. And then like eventually the third time I asked, he was just sick and tired and just hung up the phone. 
that's how that friendship ended. I never talked to him since. It's kind of sad, but you could tell, like, there was no communication, no solid communication. These people I was hanging out with didn't have the skills either, and I don't blame them. Like, what can you do? You, you have the skills that were taught to you or that you practice, you know, but the skills you don't have and you don't practice, you either learn them with time or you learn them because you want to or you just never learn them. So going to college, I was like not, pa I didn't know what my passions are the first time I went to college. I just was following the crowd, mechanical engineer, like what the fuck is that? No, didn't have a role model, no idea of what that was. I was just getting by in life, you know, just recently I've started becoming more passionate, you know, I'm expressing myself more. That's the key. That's the key, self-expression. That's why I do poetry. That's why I do a podcast. That's why I dance. That's why I rap. That's why I sing. That's why I have conversations with people. That's why I'm, I'm every every time I have a conversation, I try to make sure there's a 50-50 going on. Like you speak and I speak, you speak and I speak. Some a lot of people communicate. Like for example, people slap me with the magic question at work at behind the coffee bar, and 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 it's like um, I could tell it's like a social experiment work. That's why I love my job. That's why I love doing what I do. It's like a social experiment. I get to poke at people and find out what their personality is. You know. So it's like, they say, how are you? Uh, can I get a... And then, like, I interrupt them immediately. Oh, me? The, me? The magic question you asked me. I'm doing fabulous. No one's as good as Fernando is the coffee if you can't handle it and sample, you know? And I would just tell them exactly how I'm feeling. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous, but it's so much fun. But And sometimes when I start to say my first raps, they, they immediately go in with the with the louder voice. Like, ah, that's funny. So you've been fabulous. Like, you know, they, they just they, they feel so insecure, so scared that I'm speaking. And they and they uh, immediately want to conquer this, like go over like um. They want to uh, come out on top of the conversation, like I'm in charge, like I'm speaking seventy percent of the time. But, but once it, it you know, once I, 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 when they would try to yell over me, I would just continue with my rap. I, I wouldn't do it louder. Maybe I'd do it louder, but I just do it at the same tone. Like they would be screaming, and I just keep rapping, <laughs> and I just finish my four bars or six bars. I usually stick to four or six because if I go to eight. Usually, my uh, I'm doing like uh, eight, eight, eight bar responses like on Instagram and stuff, just for entertainment purposes. But make no mistake, customers would not let me get through eight bars. Only the cool ones. So I would just keep telling them exactly how I'm feeling, and they will feel so uncomfortable that they have to scream over me to gain control of the of the conversation again. But but that's just so exciting to see what people's personalities. The ones who like grew up and and people listen to them, and they feel like they're so important, and what they have to say is better than what you have to say. They were the they would be the ones like I could I know I could feel it. They just talk over me, and and a lot of people that's more humble, that's more nice, that's more like fun. You know, that's more like 50-50. They would just let you finish and then be like, ha, 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 wow, that was so cool. Uh, uh, how am I? Oh, I'm doing great. I don't have all those skills. So can I get a latte? And then, like, they'll go into their thing, you know. But it's great finding out people's personalities and stuff. I say all that to say, uh, when I when I answer, when people ask me, how are you? And I answer, it's like a kind of a check on the conversation. Like, uh, are, is this going to be a 50-50? It better be. It better be a 50-50 transaction, you know? Uh, when I say 50-50, I mean like um, we're on the same level. We're speaking the same language. We're, we're in the moment. We're connecting with each other. You speak and then I speak and then you speak and then I speak. That's how a conversation should work. You know, I've been definitely making sure a lot of the conversations I have are 50-50. And uh, obviously a lot of the time is not, <laughs> especially with my friends. Like I'm very supportive and a lot of the times it's like a 70-30. But then again, then it's when it's my turn to talk when, when I'm expressing my feelings and telling how my day is and people kind of have, I feel like they're listening somewhat. It's 70-30 it's in my favor. So, you know, overall it's 50-50, but I just make sure I express myself. You know, that's very important part of power dynamics too. Uh, through my studies of power, it's like sometimes it's good to just talk, to just put your voice out there because cause if you're quiet, that can be misinterpreted as weakness, as powerlessness. 
in certain situations. So a lot of the times I just find myself stating the obvious, talking, saying jokes, filling, filling in the air. And a lot of times uh, my silence and my standing still and my not moving and, you know, that that's powerful too. So it just depends. I use all sorts of tactics when it comes to power, but definitely one part of it is expressing yourself, just being the one that's talking the most. And sometimes you feel in the air, that's good, you know. And I ask questions, definitely. I slap customers with the magic question, but I also ask a lot of questions. Question is a powerful thing, you know. Definitely. My curiosity complements my self-expression. <laughs> it's like the two things that's gotten me this far to find out what my passions are. My curiosity and my self-expression, you know. Self-expression, music sessions, learning lessons, times depressing, life's about progression. All that is cool, but my curiosity is what keeps me going. It's it's just something ingrained in me, my asking questions. I always ask questions in school growing up. I would be the one, like I said, standing up in the middle of class. Excuse me, how, what does that mean? And I didn't care if the class got held up or left, you know what I mean? If I was wasting time, other students would be like, oh, Fernando, stop asking so much questions. Oh, that was the thing with me. I grew up Freddy. Freddie was my nickname growing up. Freddie, you ask so many questions. Freddie, well, just, you know, ask questions. <laughs> But I'm glad that I did because it's a good habit to have, you know. Uh, it just shows that you don't know everything, but it's also a power play. But it's also a way to learn, you know. I was in Colombia and I asked, how is this horse so strong and plant-based? Why do people say, how are you, and they don't mean it? Hmm, that's the inspiration to that question alone has, has, has brought so much motivation and inspiration and arts and poetry and 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 excitement to life to my own life that is like so fucking awesome that's all based on a question why do people say how are you and they don't want to know it's so inspirational and um why are people born without affluence treated so differently by society why do i rip my fingernails to shreds when I have so much anxiety, why did I grow up being afraid of pretty girls? I'm still afraid of pretty girls. Why do I feel uncomfortable with physical touch? It makes me look into my history. Why was I not taught things in high school about African-American history? All these questions are just so important. Why are there so many houseless people? You know, why do people get treated differently? Uh, discrimination. Why? Oh, why? Ah, 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 they gotta do me like that. <laughs> You know, that's why it is the magic question. How are you? But definitely my curiosity and my self-expression, that's like the oat milk to my matcha. You know, they go perfectly together in order for me to find out who I really am, find out my passions, you know, make me want to jump off the edge, make me want to travel, make me want to go to school, make me want to take risks, make me want to, you know, be plant-based, you know. And just live my life the way I want to, you know? That's why I tell jokes, tell stories, why I rap, sing, dance, salsa, and bachata, and tap dance, you know? Not necessarily here, though. It's just me. One day I'll have more guests, hopefully for sure, so they can express themselves and they can, you know, I can ask them questions, you know? And my questions, you know, hopefully I have interview skills someday. But until then, it's just me. You know, my curiosity and my self-expression, the oats milk to my matcha. Until next time, much love. <laughs> much love. Peace and love.